0: To 40 going on 14 i am mike i am patrick i'm joel and i'm josh and i'm moving probably i'm pretty sure during this intro i've
1: already had three real estate deals fall through as is tradition. Tradition.
2: Say,
3: tradition. tradition. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, I'm moving, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
1: certainly fucking true. Eventually. Although, yeah, this this is uh, definitely uh, a timely topic because it was just uh, hours ago that we found out that uh, we do have an accepted offer on a home. So we'll be getting to that in our second half.
0: Yep. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yay. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, everything from packing up, tr- getting there, moving to different places. This should be pretty interesting. So... We talked about the house show, homes we have lived in, but we never talked about actually the transition.
1: Yeah, all of the packing up your crap into boxes and either like when you're younger having your friends move, when you're older maybe it's a truck. We'll we'll, we'll cover all that.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the things we all said when we were trying to decide on this topic was everybody's got a fucked up moving story.
1: That's certainly true, and if you like fucked up stories, you'll probably find more than a few on Geek Life Radio. There's various shows there. They play geek music. Uh, we're going to play you a little bit of geek music uh, at the end after our stinger, and you'll find such shows as All Things Transformers, The Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, HTML All The Things, and Geek Life Radio's own Rad Dead Radio Hour, The Schmorgish Well, we're
4: moving on up, moving on up to the east side. Is that it? Uh, I'm going to allow that one. All right. I'll,
0: I'll
3: take it. No. Do you want me to go back to Barney? The Russian judge says no. No.
2: Barnum Combat. I'm
0: going to go back to that. No. No, don't do that. Don't oh. do that either. Too late. Crap. All right, yeah, so if you're looking for some of our older stuff, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Podbean, Blueberry, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Podcasts. In fact, we're all over the place. We're in your closet right now, packing up your stuff. We're all over your socks. That's convenient.
3: (laughs) Need more bubble wrap?
0: So if you want to give us a call. Give us a pitch us an idea for a show or anything like that. Give us a call at seven now rap. That's seven oh eight six six nine nine seven two seven. Or if you like, go to our Facebook page and click contact us, and it'll take you to our Discord where you can join in the daily chat that we have with uh, fans across the globe. Uh-huh.
4: And it is always busy. You can always have if you want conversation. There's something going on there pretty much all the time.
1: Yeah, you can tell which of us actually works at work.
3: (laughs) If you decide you're bored and you want some conversation, you just talk, post anything, and we'll talk about it. We don't
4: care. Yeah, that's true. It's like a show outside of a show. It's a show show, but you can be part of the show too. Yeah, and there are gifts. There's gifts, yes. Nope. Oh, gifts. gifts, gifts. Yeah, that's around like presents. I was like, well, I didn't get any presents, like gifs. Oh God. On that note, it's about that time. Yes,
0: it is.
2: This week in music, movies, and TV,
0: and sports. That was strangely coherent of you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the gag is there is no gag. Hmm. <laughs> We've gone full circle. Good night, kids. All right. See you later. All right. So this week we are going with March 4th, 1988. It's a release of the movie Moving, a film starring Richard Pryor as Arlo Pear, a father moving his family cross country. All right.
4: So and music. No. Really?
0: No. Patrick? What? Have you seen it? Oh yeah. I figured you had. Yeah. It's Richard Pryor, so.
3: Exactly. I like what Pryor and, I mean it was a, it was a funny movie. It had a lot of, you know, funny moments. It wasn't like great by any stretch and you know, Was it like it, are it we a, there yet? It was a very typical, you know, late 80s comedy, you know, with a lot of just zany comedy, you
2: know.
3: <laughs> yeah, cuz all the you know, just everything zany kept happening to him as he's just trying to have a normal move across country.
4: <laughs> Stop doing that. It's zany. No?
3: no, that's the guys from UHF. <laughs> All
4: right. So music. The number one song in the land was Father Figure by George Michael.
1: I pretty much love that whole album. <clears throat> and as creepy as that song can be, it is like a legitimately great song. I agree, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: the fun one to sing when you're in the car alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
3: you know, don't, don't stand outside somebody's bedroom and sing Then it, it's creepy. <clears throat> If not, you do that, that's
1: why you're
0: in the car alone. Ah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying there's a video of this out there somewhere, but there probably is. But at my last job, we had uh, the corporate party, and myself, and one of my coworkers who had came from Mumbai to work for us sang father figure together. And from what I recall, it was just as amazing as it seems.
1: I'm just sitting here blinking. That's
3: <laughs> that's all I'm doing. <laughs> I don't I don't know if amazing is the word I'm thinking. Oh, it of, was amazing!
0: But... <laughs> it was amazing. Did not realize he was that big of a George Michael fan to run up on stage and join me in my singing. But <clears throat> I want to see that video, to be honest. All right. So moving on, the
4: 30th annual Grammy Awards were held March 2nd at Radio City Music Hall New York City. Album of the Year went to U2 for The Joshua Tree. And Song of the Year went to Barry Man, Cynthia Weil, and James Horner for Somewhere Out There. That's a mouse song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: American Tale. Yeah. That would that would be a really like go to a karaoke place and really throw everybody else, get out there, sing someone out <laughs> there in Five's voice. I yeah.
3: I accept that challenge. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna need
0: a, a bottle of vodka and a <laughs> and a pair of clamps. And speaking somebody from of, Mumbai.
1: Speaking of challenges and from Mumbai,
4: let's get it.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Amar Singh Chamkila was a popular Punjabi singer, songwriter, musician, and composer. Amar Singh Chamkila is regarded as one of the best live stage performers at that Punjab has ever produced and extremely popular with the village audience. He commonly wrote songs about extramarital relationships, coming of age, drinking, drug use, and the hot tempers of Punjabi men. He earned a controversial reputation with his detractors regarding his music uh with his detractors regarding his music obscene. Boy, God I wait,
3: someone should invent <laughs> punctuation or something that would show right? you to know yeah. how that sentence is Supposed to be
4: read, and his supporters regarding it a truthful commentary on Punjabi culture and society. His best known hits include Pele Lalkare Nal and his devotional songs Baba Tara Nankana and Talwar Main kalgedahar Di. <laughs> Though he never recorded it himself, he wrote the widely popular Jat Di. Dushmani, which has been recorded by many Punjabi artists. He became famous as a result of his first ever recorded song, Takui Te Takua. Chamkila and his wife, Amarjat, were killed, oh Jesus, along with two members of their band on March 8th in an assassination which remains unsolved and they were both absorbed, sadly. Wow, that ended abruptly.
1: Yeah, that, that went yeah. to a dark place. That kind <laughs> of sideways
4: gotta, at their end. I gotta say, I did pretty good. I, I, I did, fucked yeah. up.
1: You, got you really did well, yeah. Closer yeah. than I would have thought you would have gotten on lots of those.
4: I, I fucked up, of course, on the English words.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you, a Marsing Chumkila, but you can't say the word
4: obscene. His detractors <laughs> regarding his music obscene. It's just a weirdly, uh, I want to go to there. I'm running some no, of the titles. he earned through. a
3: controversial <laughs> reputation with his detractors regarding his music obscene and his supporters regarding it, a truthful commentary on Punjabi culture and society.
4: Yeah, see? There you go.
3: What's wrong with that?
4: Yeah, see? There you go. All right.
1: There you go. <laughs> and obviously, Amar Singh Chamkila was not from Mumbai. He was from Punjab. So, yeah. Moving on to movies. <laughs> the yeah, number see, one movie well. in the land was Good Morning Vietnam, starring Robin Williams, Forrest Whitaker, and Bruno Kirby, among many others. Regarding obscene.
0: Nobody? I feel Anybody? good about my good decision
1: morning? to not yell "Good Morning Vietnam."
0: I'm I'm kind of grateful you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do one thing I will say though that movie had a great soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not. In, that's definitely not in contention. I agree. Thank all right. You, I agree. On
1: March 9th, Audrey Hepburn was appointed the UNICEF Special Ambassador.
4: So she's the one who puts out all those little boxes everywhere. <laughs> <Not> <laughs>
1: well, anymore. Sid, right. She just had like an amazing life. Just from all accounts, she was just an awesome person. <clears throat> She's got a nice
0: neck, too. You
3: you know why she was so skinny? Yes. That's a true true fact. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because she was hiding from the Nazis while she was a child, and she became uh, malnourished. Yeah. That's true. That's true. true. Wow. i learned something. The more you know. All right.
1: Lois Wilson was an American actress who worked during the silent film era. She also directed two short films and was a screenwriter. After appearing in several films at various studios, Wilson settled in at Paramount Pictures in 1919, where she remained until 1927. She appeared in 150 movies and her two best-known roles were as Molly Wingate in The Covered Wagon and as Daisy Buchanan in the silent film version of The Great Gatsby. Despite making a successful transition to sound, Wilson was dissatisfied with the roles she received in the 1930s and she soon retired in 1941, making only three films after 1939 lois ventured to broadway and television following her final role in the girl from jones beach with ronald reagan wilson played the uh, in the network soap operas the guiding light the secret storm and the edge of night she died on march 3rd of this week tonight
4: on the secret storm
1: and thank you, Pink Cursor, for deleting stuff and moving those words as I was trying to read them. <laughs> Right? Who
3: was that? No, that was me fixing yeah. a couple of. I didn't realize yeah. it was going to move a whole line when I deleted one thing. Oh, yeah.
0: Because Patrick's freaking OCD is going to fuck with whoever it is. Like, this is the ability. time
1: to remove that seven, which I didn't say. <laughs>
0: See, if I would have said
4: it, I would have said the seven. You would have, Crash said, the seven. have said it. Josh yeah, wouldn't have said it. I would have been like, Thorth and
3: Parles. I was trying to ninja edit it before you got to it, and then I realized you were almost there, so I was like, oh, I'll wait till he's done. No. <laughs> that won't ruin yeah. anything. And then it just changed to e- e- the whole paragraph. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah.
0: Your, your ninja abilities suck.
3: Yeah, well, I never, he's, yeah.
0: he's like, pow, pow,
4: pow, pow. I'm sneaking up on you. All right.
1: Harris Glenn Milstead, who's known by his stage name Divine, was an American actor, singer, and drag queen. Closely associated with John Waters, Divine was a character actor, usually performing female roles in cinematic and theatrical productions, and adopted a female drag persona for his, her, musical career. He achieved uh, international start, chart success with hits like "I'm So Beautiful," "Walk Like a Man," and the acronym of the week "YTYAM," which I'm pretty sure is a lesser-known sequel, "Young Thug Yeets a Man."
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, no, that is that is you think you're you think you're a man.
4: That was pretty close. I think that was divine.
3: Not a lot of young thug. In uh, well, all of
1: these songs were performed in drag. Having struggled with obesity throughout his life, he died from cardiomegaly shortly after the release of Hairspray on
4: March 7th. That was sad.
0: I like divine. You ever seen the movie uh, Lust mm-hmm. in the Dust? I I have. That was, another, that, that, that was another one of the family movies that was up there with Zorro the Gay Blade. I could see that.
4: I could totally see that. I, I mean,
0: I'm as long as
4: it wasn't uh, Pink Flamingos, you know, that's not a family.
0: Well, I think my mom rented it because she saw that Tab Hunter was in it. Oh, God. And then brought it home. Well, I got this movie. It's got Tab <clears> Hunter. <throat> and like about halfway through, it was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said pound. <laughs> All right. So TV, the top shows in the land were The Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, and Cheers. There's that lineup. Yep. Just like put the, put them all in a box, take them out in a different order, and you've got that uh roll through the '80s. Uh Also on March seventh, Howard Stern held his first pay-per-view event, the Underpants and Negligee Party. Classy.
3: That's you how know? few television things I could find this week. He
0: he's still on the air, right? Like on.
3: Yep, he's on Sirius.
0: No, I think he's just announced that they're done. He's done. <clears throat> oh really? Well. Yeah, like he's like like, like done done. Retiring. Really, I'm pretty sure I read something along that line that like he has a contract, but he's trying to get <clears> out of it. <throat> so, uh, uh, but uh, I was going to see. Go ahead, sorry. May I continue? Yes. On March 2nd, Michael Jackson performed a live extended version of the song "Man in the Mirror" at the 30th Annual Grammy Awards, having Cydia Garrett, the Winans, and Andre Crouch Choir perform with him. Who's Cydia Garrett?
3: I don't know who any of those people are.
0: You don't know who the Winans are?
3: Oh, B.B. and
0: CC. Well, it's yeah, it's they they have there's a there's more
4: to it. Like you know, like the ins. there's like a big family, and uh, yeah, the Winans are okay are part of the BB and CC Winans. They're more of their siblings, I believe. Huh. Oh,
3: I didn't know there was anything
4: more than just them.
0: Nope, there's more. <laughs> also, on March 8th, in her final television appearance, Gilda Radner guest starred on the It's Gary Shanling Show. Ah, such a good show. I didn't know that was her last TV appearance. Huh. That's a good way to,
4: I mean, if you're going to make it your last, I mean, that's a good show to
0: Yeah, it's better on. than uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless Raul Julia. And
3: still one of the best theme songs.
1: I am so confused by Man of the Mirror, though, being in 88, because I could have sworn, no, it was Black or White that came out when I was in high school and it was a big deal. Never mind.
0: Yeah, because it had the morphing characters. Yes,
4: yeah, uh, I was mixing up the two videos. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show.
3: This is a part we'll start. <laughs>
4: I remember that when I saw that, I was like, "It's." I was confused because it wasn't on regular TV. So, you know, because it, it was an HBO thing, right?
2: Right.
0: You yeah. Boobs in it. Yep.
4: Yep. And the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? It was like one of the first uh, of those kind of like sitcoms that wasn't on regular television. Johnny Carson's gotten weird. <laughs>
3: yeah. Where they could cuss and show boobs.
4: Right. And I was very confused because, you know, growing up with regular network TV and then all of a sudden this is happening. But
3: the first time you're like, did he just say fuck?
4: (laughs) Plus it was just really well written. And I I like Gary Shandling, rest in peace. So anyway, I'm going to go rewatch that now. Not right now, but at some point.
3: Yeah. I was like, we're busy right now.
4: (laughs) I'll be back in about uh, next week.
3: (laughs) I'll be back in about 22 hours. (laughs)
4: Is that on? Is that on HBO Max? I'm going to look it up. Why am I talking like
3: this? (laughs) All right. Before your voice gets too high, let's move on to sports. It's getting higher. Jesus. Julie no, Crow It's <laughs> you, starting to get creepy now. Elmo likes to fuck. <laughs> don't you fucking look at me.
0: <laughs> what the hell is happening?
4: I don't know. <laughs>
0: the fuck anything that moves. Like this is if Elmo was voiced by Gary Shanling. This is what we have going on right now.
2: <laughs> right. Performing Blue Velvet. velvet.
3: <laughs> blue
0: I don't know why we velvet. drifted into Blue Velvet there for a minute. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. Sports. Julie Krohn is an American jockey who was the first woman to win the Triple Crown, among many other records. On March 6th, she achieved her 1,205th win, making her the winningest female jockey of all time. With a career 3,546 wins out of 29,475 races and over $81 million in purse earnings for a 16th place ranking in all-time earnings, Julie Krohn is the first woman elected to Horse Racing's Hall of Fame and is one of the top jockeys of all time.
4: Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, her career
3: is very interesting. Like, talking about all the times she fell and broke different whatever. It's very hard to be a jockey. That's all I have to say about that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've always been too tall and too fat to be a jockey, so I have nothing to add.
3: On March 1st, the Edmonton Oilers' Wayne Gretzky picked up a first-period assist in a 5-3 win over the L.A. Kings to move ahead of Gordie Howe as the NHL's all-time leader in career assists. Howe had 1,049 assists in his 26-year career. Gretzky hit his 1,050th assist in nine years.
0: Jeez.
3: I, the whole thing of Wayne Gretzky and hockey is like, it's literally the only sport, the only like big time professional sport where there's just no, no discussion, no doubt as to who was the best ever. Like Gordie Howe is literally like the, the next best you could be and and you could make like little cases here and there. But overall, everybody's just like, nope, Gretzky was the best. That's all there is to it. That's every insane. Other, yeah, every other sport you have discussions about who was the best of all time. Hockey, there is no discussion. It's just, it was
0: Gretzky. <laughs> they, they called Gordie Howe. say, <laughs> hey, yeah, somebody finally broke your record. Oh, who was it? Wayne Gretzky. I didn't realize he was that old. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> He's, I got good news and bad news.
1: Well, I'm wow. sure some LeBron James fans are going to argue that he was better at hockey. So,
3: <laughs> Yeah. All right, and lastly, on March 1st, for the first time since 1956, the Special Veterans Committee did not elect anyone to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Phil Rizzuto, Leo DeRocher, Joe Gordon, and Gil Hodges were passed over. Leo DeRocher is probably the only one I would say maybe. Well, Phil Rizzuto, anyway. It's hard to make a
4: good Rizzuto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot. You fucking donkey.
3: (laughs) Phil Mushroom Rizzuto.
0: (laughs) His friend
4: with lemon sauce. Ah, <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we close out of here, yeah. Gary Shandling show is not on HBO, but Larry Sanders show is, and there's a two part documentary on there called The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling that was done by Judd Apatow. I gotta mm. watch that. I didn't know that was a thing. Rest in peace. Good night.
3: <laughs> All right, play us off keyboard, Joel. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure if I like Elmo doing this with us. <laughs> All right, killed. Okay, so the moving show. Some statistics and information I have moving. picked up. The average American will move 11.5 or 0.7 times in their lifetime. Which I don't know how you have a 0.5 moving, but averages whatever. So, you've ever moves about 11 times into life every huh. year in the United States. 35.5 million people move. Which, that's a lot of freaking people moving around.
3: Well, yeah, that's basically 10% of the country.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Also, 62% of movers in 2017 remained in the same county after their move.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder how many of my inside of a county.
0: Yeah, and 34% of movers relocated to a different county, including same state and different state moves. Well, I'd say probably any time
4: we moved in Illinois, we were in Cook County most of the time, right? Most of the time, yeah. 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 Well, what
3: did the other 4% do? I don't know. If 62% moved in, say, stayed in the county, 34% went to a different county, what do the other 4% do? They were uh, towed
1: out of the environment. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Renigged on the they, deal and went to Hawaii. to
3: the moon. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're in a multiverse somewhere. I, don't I
3: mean, know. maybe they moved out of the country. I guess
4: maybe well, that yeah, would that be out be. of the
0: county. I would think,
3: <laughs> right? I would count that as out of the county too. So yeah, I'm yeah. But confused. I mean,
0: that, I don't. Th- I think there's a difference between moving from a, to one county to another to a place that doesn't even have counties.
1: Do they know it's Christmas?
0: <laughs> also, so Illinois, we're number one of people leaving. of people of last year are being moving out of Illinois. That's percent of outbound versus inbound moves from the American Moving and Storage Association, which I did not know was a thing until now. And Idaho is number one with 65% people moving into it.
2: I'm Idaho.
0: So everybody's leaving Illinois to move to Idaho. Among other places, because Illinois, we're making Mississippi look good. We're not Florida, though, so... Florida's in the top ten for moving I'm, two,
4: moving two, yeah. Well, because it's crazy down there. People are like, it's "Fucking Wild West, let's go!" It's the Purge, baby.
1: Yeah. Normally, I would say comparing something to the Purge is hyperbole, but we're talking Florida, so pretty much. It's like GTA Five down there.
3: Florida, the America of the world. <laughs> So I don't know why that struck me funny.
0: How many times have each of us moved in our lifetime? <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to lay a bet and say I think Patrick has moved the most.
1: I think that's probably true.
0: Well, let's say Patrick for
4: last then. So, who do you think has moved the least, me? I'm
1: guessing Mike, yeah. Although like, <laughs> yeah, he Mike. and I might be close. <clears throat>
4: Yeah, I'm thinking Josh and I will only be like a number apart. I'm thinking it's Mike, then Josh, and then I'm not sure whether Pat's got me beat or not. So
0: I'm laying a bet Pat has you beat by three places. Wow. All
1: right. Well, my my number, since I might actually be low, is eight soon to be nine.
0: Ah, see, I'm at nine.
1: So yeah, Uh, I I hadn't. And you know what? Oh, half of those, fully half of those have been in the duration of this podcast. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I am on my third address <laughs> since first, we started. My, my, this.
3: my first instinct was in the last hour. Oh, he, <laughs> since we've been started, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: take another hit, Pat.
3: Yeah, right. Because I was very confused for a second. I'm like, how is that possible?
1: Now, in the last seven, coming up on eight years, we've been doing the show. I've had three different addresses, and I'm about to have a fourth.
0: <laughs> Why didn't we hear him tearing things down? <laughs> <laughs> He's moving right now. He's carrying a box. He's really
3: committed to the, <laughs> committed to the topic.
4: Ah, uh, well, I feel like I missed one somewhere, but by the count I took before the show, I was at 12. Okay. Patrick. So, Patrick?
3: 22 times.
4: Holy fucking shit. Not even
0: uh, close. Good I, God. Yeah, that's more than three. I, and how many of those moves were you tarred and feathered in? <laughs>
3: No, I was only run out of town in, like, one of them.
0: Were there villagers with
4: pitchforks?
3: But yeah, I mean, I'm counting, like, from when I was a child um, all the way up until, like, literally now into the house I Wow, that
4: explains a lot.
3: Yep, I went from, uh, as a kid, from Hannibal, I was born, uh, Hannibal to St. Louis, St. Louis to the ha- the first house here in in, uh, in Houston, and then we moved to a- from that little dumpy place to a nice place in the suburbs, moved from that place to another place that had a pool, from that place to the house that we had for 30 years or so, and then I left that house while we still owned it, go to Austin for a year and then Gordia for my time there, and then to Franklin Park where we had the house together. <coughs> or no, Franklin Park was when I had the apartment. Where we no, I was going to say you had that. Yeah, yeah you had the, yeah. the love shack. And I went back to, to Cordia, and then we went to Forest Park, we had the house together. Right. Moved from there up to Uptown, from there to Logan Square, where I went to Melissa, and then from there I moved to Roger Park with uh, Angela, and then from there we went to Addisonville. From Addisonville I moved Vegas, from Vegas back to Shenandoah, and then into my apartment I had with my buddy Chris for about a bunch of years. And went back to Chicago for the six months where I lived in Mike's basement. Back to Chris's <laughs> house, back to Shenandoah, and then from Shenandoah to the Yellow House, and then from Yellow House to where I am right now. <clears throat> That's twenty-two moves. Checkmate. <laughs> Yeah, I have perfected moving. I actually, I, moving is a is a science to me now. I have I have all the same boxes that I keep for every move. They're all labeled. I know what goes in each box. I wrap it up, put it in the box. I, I don't uh, know if all, that's all I ever have sad to, or <laughs> not. All I ever have to do is buy new boxes for the new stuff I have.
4: I mean, I, I, I have said for a long time after, like, uh, I'm not sure when I started the count, but for like 10 years, I moved like once a year, every year for about 10 years, more or less. And I thought that was a lot. But holy fuck, that's in- that's insane to me.
3: I just get—I wow. I don't know—I I just have never really. I only found a couple places that I really, really liked, and like one of them that I really, really liked. I got carjacked coming home from work one night outside of, so I was like, okay, time to move from here.
0: <laughs> I don't like this place
4: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Wow. All right, then we're off to a relic and start.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I've got. Plenty of moving stories if you want them.
0: That's kind of the point of the show. Yeah. Oh, well, I was
3: going to be mm-hmm. silent otherwise.
0: All right. So somebody put in their packing. Is it the worst or is it the worst? It's the fucking worst. <laughs> ah, I don't know. There's
4: something kind of, uh, I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Especially if you have a lot of like uh, artwork or picture frames, that's the, the fucking worst. But there's something to be said about it's almost like a game of Tetris, you know, where you're trying to fit everything in and get as much in as possible, as securely as possible, and at the same time, you're kind of purging things, getting rid of stuff, and then it's kind of satisfying to, to tape that box down and know that it's solid and packed well and it's safe. Yeah, I'm, it still sucks, but...
3: I'm exa- I'm exactly in the same camp as, as Joel. Well, I, actually, I probably like it more. I love packing. I, I love it. Um, it's it's the challenge of getting everything, like Joel said, packed Solidly into a box safely (laughs) and I I take pride in the fact that I have almost never lost anything in as many times as I've
0: That's impressive. Yeah. I just think Pat, Pat, they're putting his box. Do 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 do. Yeah, I'm
3: not even <laughs> joking. Yeah, I, I mean it's a, it's a thing. It's I. It's one of my little nerdy OCPD things that I just really love doing. It's fun to. It's fun to fit everything perfectly into the box. That's the key to to safe traveling and safe packing and everything. Is if, if your boxes are just loose and crappy and whatever, and you don't have everything else, then they're gonna get crushed. They're gonna get broken. Things inside are gonna get smashed. You got to make sure your box is a full on solid cube so everything stays where it should be. And if you wrapped it up right before you put it in there, then everything's going to be okay. Title of my sex tape. Well.
4: Patrick, oh.
3: Go ahead. I
1: just wanted to come from the other angle. When you have seven full bookcases of books and three hundred board games, packing fucking blows.
3: Yeah. I, I <clears> have <throat> way I have a whole lot of shit now. I had my stuff down to like one car and five boxes I had to ship. And now I'm back to owning just, just hundreds of boxes worth of games. Well money. and and books and I still enjoy are, packing.
1: Books are bad because once you've got them packed, like if you take a box mm. that's too big, it becomes unliftable. Yeah. Like mm. you pretty much have to Go with a smaller box on books, and if you have lots of books, that's a lot of fucking boxes. Yeah,
0: yeah
3: but I, I love, I, I like it because I, you label the boxes. You're like box number, which you know, seventeen out of thirty-four. Whatever you, you know, and and like finding the perfect spot to go to fill every, you know, every book in and everything. I love it.
0: See, but I'm with Josh on this one because you, in on one side, you're happy because like, oh wow, check it out, I got all my Shadowrun books in this in this one box, and I'm like, shit, all my Shadowrun books are in that one box. I have a hernia. Yeah, get the dolly. And Patrick, well, I, mean, I see,
3: here, here's part of the thing: is my my the, the my summer spent between the year I graduated high school and the year that I started at Cordia Austin, I worked for a moving company, and I worked for I, I did some packing and I did some loading of the truck and everything, and I did all that kind of stuff. And I got to I, I got to learn like the science of moving as as it is, and all the different tricks and tools to like make sure your know, things aren't getting broken, broken. So I I mean I I like it. I kind of goofily take pride in it, and you know, and it's just you know it's part of my my, my OCPD, this where I love, you know, doing the Tetris thing, filling in all the boxes and then taking those boxes and filling them in the truck. It's so perfect. Uh,
4: I'm going to make a, a, uh, a, a wild assumption here Patrick that you're like me that if if you're trying to fit things into a trunk whether it's groceries or you're moving or whatever and you see somebody else doing it and they're not doing it in a way that's efficient and that fills up the space and makes use of it it's fucking annoying oh yeah like it drives you crazy because I like packing the back of the car or whatever that's because, why I don't go grocery shopping yeah. with
3: my sister anymore because the way she <laughs> fills the cart in the trunk just drives me insane that's why I, you
0: shouldn't be with him when we're trying to get the cart from instant game show in the back of the car <laughs> (laughs) It it hasn't happened in a while, but take it out, take it out. I got to put this is this has got to go in there differently.
3: (laughs) I'll get this all in there. Just trust me.
0: It's an
4: art form, man.
3: It really is.
4: It's like uh, when I moved from because I I grew up in Kansas City and and I lived in the same house for all 18 years that I lived there. And when I moved to Chicago, you know, I, I took just what I felt like I needed and I fit all of my life into my escort you know between the the trunk and the back seat and then you know bags cuz my mom drove up with me you know it was us two in the front seat and the rest was all stuff and i was pretty proud of how much stuff i was able to fit in that little car to drive from there to to chicago and that's an art form man it really is so, what's the earliest move that you remember? That's it. That one right there? <laughs> that was it. That's kind of where I was leading you into a segue. Oh, look at you a, planning things. First time I ever moved was from Kansas City to go to
0: college in Chicago. That was it. Halseen. Yep. Now, I remember because we moved, started in Chicago, moved to Elgin, moved to Bolingbroke, and then moved to another spot in Bolingbroke. And I don't, the only one I recall is one going from Bolingbrook to Bolingbroke. And it was literally. Out of the subdivision that we were in, take a right, drive that way for three miles, take a left, and we were there. You know, that's literally the whole trip. We didn't think it was that big of a deal. Put dressers in the back of a pickup truck, put it in there. I was <laughs> safety of people in the 80s. I'm sitting in the <laughs> back of the truck with the dressers, and it's my job. They're like, just hold on to things and make sure they don't fall out of the truck. Don't even tie anything down. Just hold them. Just put a put a ten year old kid back there. I mean, sure, he can do it. We took that first right. And still <laughs> remember watching is three of my dresser drawers launched straight off the, out of the, out of the, the, the thing itself, right onto the side of the road. Oops. Just like banging on the roof. Gotta stop. <laughs> Why didn't you catch them? Like, there's like all my clothes are in there. It's like, I can't stop all three. I'm like, lucky I'm I not lost, in one.
3: I lost my drawers.
0: A lot of drawers are gone. That's, a, that's the earliest one I remember. And that's when we moved from a condo into an actual ha- uh, house.
3: The the earliest one that I can remember was, believe it or not, when we moved from St. Louis to Houston 5. And the only reason that I remember it, the only reason it sticks in my mind is because the movers that were moving us got into an accident. And, oh. like, half of our stuff was uh, damaged or broken oh, or no. destroyed. Yeah. Like, they literally got run got run off of the highway at some point and, like... Yeah, it was, it was a bad situation.
0: <laughs> Run off the highway.
3: Yeah, like there was some kind of s- something, and they had to, like, pull, you know, like, to avoid being part of the big collision, they had to, like, drive oh. off into the, you know. I thought you were it, thinking,
0: like, like smoking and the Bandit type yeah, of thing. No,
3: like, yeah, no. Nobody was trying to, like, you know, like, take over Mad Max style, you know, <laughs> and steal all our stuff, nothing like that. It was just, you know, to avoid an accident, they ended up driving into the median area, and it wrecked a bunch of our stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. You know. They didn't die, which would have happened if they'd hit the thing, but, you know, our stuff got messed up, so. No.
0: Potato, potato. Yep. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Uh,
1: My first move was actually uh, like Joel's to to Concordia, where Patrick was my first roommate that wasn't like my little brother.
0: (laughs) How wrong you were.
1: (laughs) No, wrong was deciding for us to be roommates again. And we obviously haven't learned because we've always said that Patrick
4: is welcome to stay here, so... (laughs) You don't learn from
3: we're we're determined critics. to keep trying that out. Yeah. Well,
4: we did learn though once you moved out uh, with Patrick and moved in with me that we worked fine together, actually quite well.
3: Yeah, that's true.
4: So, you know, you live and learn. And then or people couldn't tell us apart for a while. Yeah. You live, you don't necessarily learn. <laughs> Not Alanis Moore said. Okay. Now no how about the furthest trip? Uh for me the the furthest I've moved was when I moved from Colorado back to Illinois. Uh, and we uh, that was a long ass drive with the moving truck, and then the the car with myself and the 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 two kids in the car falling behind the moving truck. That That was a very very long drive. Yeah, that's a long
0: drive even if you don't have everything you own with you.
4: I did it once when I went out there to visit my mom, and we were like, screw it, we're just gonna go straight through. It was a 19 hour ride. And we didn't we didn't stop anywhere overnight. Just started and just kept switching back and forth until we got back home. Now, granted, it was nice to get home quicker, but fuck that, man. I I, I never want to be an over the road trucker.
3: I like driving. It doesn't bother. Me. I mean, I like it,
4: but that's a little obscene. At least in one shot.
3: Mine mine was going from Houston to to Vegas.
0: How how far is that? Uh,
3: it was like eighteen hundred miles, I think.
0: Oof. And my longest was Illinois to Georgia.
3: Yeah, my
1: my longest in terms of like places that I could call a real change of address um, would have been from north side of Chicago to Hoffman Estates. No, I mean, technically I I was in Mexico for a few months and you could I I was I didn't count that in my moves like years ago I would have. so so like for the shortest amount of time I spent somewhere that was really more of an overgrown vacation.
3: Yeah, real quick, just my, my move from Houston to uh just to give you an idea of Houston to El Paso. It was in a ten foot U-Haul truck that I had packed to the gills, and I was riding in the cab with uh myself and two cats, Mar- my old, Marianne and Ginger that I used to have back in the day. So like they're just running around the cab loose the whole ride, and then every time I had to stop anywhere, it was like you know walk, try to walk the cats on leashes and put them, in, <laughs> put them in the in the hotel room safely and everything, and go try to get something to eat while driving around a U hall
0: yeah because everyone knows cats love being on leashes
3: yep oh it was great (laughs) that's their favorite
0: thing man yeah you know my uh the trip with going down to Georgia was kind of interesting because it almost it almost ended before it began. It's like we missed. I was following my father in law and my well, Susie and her mom were in a car together, and my father in law had like the his van full of stuff, and we had our I had was driving a U-Haul, and I was just following him, wasn't really paying attention, and realized that he missed the turn to get on to uh, two ninety four south over right off of uh, eighty eight which is a pretty busy area right before the strangler kicked in before they changed things around over there. And I remember him pulling over. I pulled over behind him and he gets out of the car and comes over and goes, well, we missed a turn. I'm like, yeah, it's only about a hundred feet. Do you think we could just back up? I'm like, I cannot think of a worse idea (laughs) than backing up a moving truck on the 88. Right. Right by the, right by this majorly busy exit. And he's like, well, I hope you know how to get around this. I'm like, yeah, I, I can I got a couple of choices that are much better than backing up on the freeway. <laughs>
2: and but that was a on trip. the news.
0: Yeah. Look at these assholes. And then we moved down to Georgia where people regularly got into accidents for getting on the getting on the, the highway on the wrong side of the street. Jesus. I'm they not have joking. Up. They should have backed up. Yeah. yeah. I'm not joking. It's like we were only down there for 9 months, but there had to have been at least 10 times where we saw on the news that somebody had gotten on one of the local highways go on the exit ramp instead of the entrance ramp and caused an accident.
4: Uh, can I just add something to this real quick that's not anywhere in the questions, but something I've been thinking about that I meant to bring up? It's wonderful nowadays that we have GPS and I fucking do not know how I figured my way around to different places before we had that. I know that maps obviously were how we did it and printed out directions, but right, no. life is so much easier. Mhm. Cuz I do you guys remember when especially if you're moving to a new area, you got that big fucking map you got to unfold and then you got to try to refold it up. You keep my mom always made sure I had a map in the glove box of the city I was living in. And so she's like, okay, you're going blah, blah, wherever we should go down to AAA and get a map of that. And you go down to AAA and you say, you know, hey, I need to get a map for whatever. And they give you a map and you're sitting there going, okay, I'm here. I got to go here. You know, little draw a little line or whatever. You're highlighted. I don't, I don't fucking know how we did it prior to GPS. I really don't.
0: Yep. Well, we discovered new places quite often. <laughs> That's true. Almost never on purpose for me. <laughs> yeah, I remember multiple times Josh and I driving. and are like, "Hey, there's a taco place we got to check out. Where are we? I don't know. We're by the taco place." And that's and that's like one of the problems that Suzanne and I have on directions is that I direct by go this way until you see the Seven Eleven, then take a right. And she's like, go north on 94th until you hit, you know, Clark Street and then go east type of thing. And I'm just kind of like, why don't you just tell them to turn by the 7 Well, you, you're talking about finding places.
4: I mean, just think about now every time we go to, to Gen Con, there's that little Mexican uh, grocery store that has the, the amazing food at the little restaurant in the back. Yeah. Just kind of randomly
0: stopped there and now it's a thing. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah. So we know about Patrick getting anything lost <clears throat> and destroyed and we know about my drawers getting wrecked. Wait. (laughs) How about moving to and from school? Getting to Concordia? How was the trip for you guys? I mean, that packing up and going to school type of thing. I don't actually remember the
1: move there, like, how my stuff got there.
3: My first That's one, uh, when I first came to, to Concordia River Forest, uh, came up there with my <clears> ex fiance <throat> at the time, and we came up together. And I was a last-minute, because uh, I, w- I had been planning on going to Concordia, Nebraska, and at the last minute, I changed my mind. So I got <clears throat> a very last-minute housing assignment, and the guy that I was living with thought he was going to have no roommate, and then he ended up with a roommate, and it was a very <laughs> tense situation for that semester I lived with him. We did not it, we did not get along.
4: Yeah, would be kind of a suck, dude.
3: Yeah, so mm-hmm. then I got a you know moved out after that and got a hmm. roommate and everything. but yeah the first move I, I I moved up with that uh Mitsubishi Mirage filled that thing
4: for- oh yeah well, I remember uh, we had a, a one car garage, and my mom usually parked her car in the garage. But I distinctly remember, like the night before, it might have been two nights before, I'm not sure. I think it was the night before, though. I She had parked on the driveway, and so I pulled my car into the garage so I could shut the door and, you know, pack. Um, and I remember listening to uh, Bjork's album debut. And I had it playing in the, you know, in the car, and I had, you know, just had the key turned so I could play the music. And I was packing the car into the, the late hours of the night, and then going and get leaving the next morning, like I said, with my mom and driving uh from kansas city to chicago and and at one point we were listening to the smashing pumpkin siamese dream that was like the main album i had him repeat my mom's like i don't know how you can listen to this i'm like why she's like it's hypnotic (laughs) she's like (laughs) i can't tell one song from the next
0: i i was honestly waiting for the i was listening to Bjork, where i was packing up the car forgot about it and my battery was dead the next morning story no i wasn't that dumb i mean i was dumb but i wasn't that dumb but i do remember that like distinctly for whatever reason so I, <laughs> one thing I remember is moving out to Concordia's campus and getting everything dropped off. Of course, my parents go, hey, going to come, we're going to see a room. And I came in and I said, hey, here's my name. Where do I go? Okay, here's where you can go. I started out in the cave, which. Um, is a hell of a way to start. I know, right? So going to the dorm, they're like, yeah, okay, I'm in the cave. Oh, you're not on the first, second or third floor. You're in the basement. There's a drain in the middle of the room and all the windows are only two feet tall and they're all up by the top of the ceiling. So funny, one of the best comes was when I was bringing it in, my mom's like, oh, are they going to store your stuff down here until they can get it into your room? And I'm like, no, this is my room. And she's like, what? how much are we paying for this? You know, right. (laughs) Living in a basement. I'm like, I mean, granted it was all right. You know, I met some great guys down there, but it was one of those things like, Oh, you know, you're going to live in the storage bin.
3: It was just so weird how nine out of 10 guys in the, in the basement were just appropriate to be the guys in the basement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They knew they, they flagged us down pretty good. (laughs) There was some
3: serious profiling going on there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We got to put these guys somewhere where people can't see them. Yeah. These these are not the students we want on display for the people coming in. You know the
4: people we have on the brochure? This is not them. Yeah, Whenever, like whenever they have
3: guided to tours, it. they're like, where does that stairwell lead to? Oh, that's the laundry area. We don't need to go down Just there. Just
4: hear people, unclean, unclean. <laughs> You ever seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's
0: where they filmed it. <laughs> kind of like that, but less cool. But uh, no, that was that. That was that move.
4: Well, do you guys remember uh, when we lived on campus? The art of moving from room to room because you'd have to go get one of those big uh, hand carts and put all your shit on the hand cart, and then you'd be rolling across the middle of the triangle to the other building. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, during the summer. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think all of us stayed on campus during the summer. One point yep. or another, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At, least,
3: yeah at least once. Cause and, I mean, they, they, and they'd shut down one of the dorm halls because they wanted to clean it do whatever. So we'd all have to move across campus. One of the ones they'd already cleaned. Or mm-hmm. yep.
0: or one point, I was the only one on uh, David's third floor. What were you saying, Josh? Uh, Well,
1: I I think it was Third David was my first dorm room, and I actually moved in mid-semester, like after Christmas break. I'm not sure who Pat's roommate was before me, but that was
3: was a thing. No, because I had just moved from my uh, apartment in Franklin Park.
4: That's right. You were off campus before that. Because I remember when you were a commuter. Yep, that, that one first mm-hmm. semester. Was yep, not a whole lot of fun. Because no. you'd show up in your trench coat and your chucks and your black hat, and then you'd just you'd leave. I think you did. You take the bus? I uh,
1: take the bus, or I'd get uh, a ride from. Usually, my dad.
4: Yeah, because you're like, I gotta, I gotta head out, and you just like
0: disappear again, and then show up again the next day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much there six, seven days a week.
0: And what about helping people move? Oh, God. The, the one that pops into my head is helping Pat move out. When he uh, was in Franklin Park? When he was in fr- no, 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 not Franklin Park. When no. you were in uh, Northside.
1: That is actually one of three times I broke my I'm not helping anyone move anymore ever rule. And the reason I had the I'm not helping anyone uh, move anymore ever rule is because I was the last of us in the apartment, and I had to move myself out. Oh. Nobody helped me, so I was like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I don't think you and I were talking anymore at that point. By the time you moved out of the house,
1: I was. I was in a weird fucking place by the time I moved out of the house. Yeah, yeah like we, we hung out again by the time I was back uh, in Hobbytown because yeah. I was in your poker game on the north side.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at that immediate, like during that little time when I first moved out or whatever, there was a couple of years there where I didn't really talk to any of you when I first moved out. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was
4: a period where we all were kind of there was radio silence for a while.
0: Uh, well, it, what I, well, what I I'm sorry, what I remember yeah, right. about uh, moving. past, had out when he was on the north side is running back into the house into the apartment getting some stuff and as i'm coming around the corner hearing jay who's in the truck going no no we're fine we don't need any help we're okay and it's like some of the neighborhood skeeves had shown up and were like hey man we'll help you move we'll help you carry your stuff and jay's standing in the truck like like this bodyguard trying to
4: (laughs) he doesn't he doesn't uh make a very you know menacing well I i don't know i mean i wouldn't piss him off but uh my Uh, This stands as you know worst, I guess. Move well, no, I can't say that. But uh, helping people move, the I don't mind helping people move. You know, like if somebody says, "Hey, I need help moving," I'm fine with it. I mean, it's it doesn't bother me. But the the one time I regretted that decision was uh, somebody we've brought up on the show before, Pete. The he said, and you know he had a weird way of manipulating people into doing things. And he'd come in and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm moving. Can you help me out?" And I, I don't remember how. He convinced me, but I said, okay. So we met for breakfast at George's Diner in Oak Park. And he's like, oh, I'll buy you breakfast. I'm like, okay. So, you know, we had breakfast. Did you wind up paying for it? Nope. He oh. he actually paid for it. But uh, it was like between 45, 50 degrees out. It was raining the entire time. And we're, it was me, him... I want to say there was three of us maybe total, and it was just god-awful. Just horrible weather. It was cold, and I didn't really want to be doing it anyway. And thankfully, there was a guy that used to come up to the record store all the time named Terrence that I had become friends with. He was a homeless guy that lived in the area and <laughs> we, he would come and, you know, we'd bum a smoke and we'd talk and I got to know him pretty well. And he was a nice guy. Um, You know, always was kind of just real chill. And uh, he kind of came in well, well, for some reason he showed up Uh, just happened to be walking by and or riding by on his bike. And I was like, Oh, Hey Terrence, how you doing? And he stopped and, Pete's like, oh, you know this guy? I'm like, yeah, this is Terrence. And they shook each other's hands. And Pete's like, uh, hey, uh, you, you you help me move? And the guy's like, uh, you know, kind of hemming and hawing about it. And Pete's like, well, I'll pay you. So he paid him 40 bucks. And as we're up in his place, you know, Pete's asked me about him. And I kind of told him the situation. And so he was a little apprehensive about it. But as we're standing there, Terrence is like just takes charge And it's like going, making this thing go as fast as possible. And at one point I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, you know a lot about this. And he's like, well, I used to uh, work for a moving company for X number of years. And he just took control of the whole thing. And we went from this really slow ass arduous pace to just breakneck speed, accuracy, and got everything packed up. We were out of there and nothing flat. I was like, thank God Terrence showed up because then I could go home.
0: And (laughs) I don't remember if I saw Pete much after that, but yeah, I regretted that decision
1: that scans
0: yeah i was gonna say usually people after dealing with pete say they regretted it (laughs) thank god for terrence yes random homeless dude shows up and takes charge of the moving craziest thing
1: that's uh that move from the apartment. I don't know if you guys remember that we had uh, a couple of couches in the apartment mm-hmm. and uh, one on the porch. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you move yourself, there's really only one way to deal with those couches, and that's over the balcony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was actually remember if you remember uh, moving out of Concordia during the summer. That was a, seemed to be the number one way to get the couch out of the dorm rooms for anybody that was above the second floor. Oh, I remember. Do? Yeah. Do you remember the lab when the the, yeah. the the two dorm the two dorm rooms together and uh that that was they threw probably three couches out the window until security showed up <laughs> there's a lot of things that went out the windows yep i mean i did my <laughs> stupidest thing i ever did is like oh my dirty clothes got them all in the big plastic bag i don't want to walk all the way down there i'll just sort of there's my clothes all over the place that was a bad idea now driving what sort of things did you have to uh Outside of just, like, a car packed full of stuff, does anybody have to drive anything larger than, like, the box truck? <sighs> uh, unfortunately, we once, once you buy a house, for those of you
4: uh, who have had a house... Your moving truck slowly gets bigger the older you get it seems like for sure um mm-hmm. and so yeah, we eventually had to move from the box truck to the at least the next size up and I don't like driving big vehicles I don't it's like they they terrify me so usually somebody else would end up driving the truck but uh uh because that was not something i enjoyed so yes i have had the joy at least once of driving a whatever the next step up from the the standard box truck is yeah i
0: think i had like a 15 going down to georgia i I think it was a 15 foot box truck but i was towing a car behind me too yeah that was fun no not fun at all
2: nope Uh, Uh, you know Uh, it it was (laughs) fine
0: it was for wait it was fine when we were in the flatlands when suddenly you're going up the side of a mountain with towing everything you own in a car that that got weird
3: Less that's fine, yeah. Yeah, I remember going through the mountains when I moved to Vegas. It's very trippy because I went through them at night. Oh. Yeah. No. And I got stopped at the Hoover Dam by the by uh, Homeland Security, and at one point they were uh, like, gonna, they were talking about them, like making me empty everything out. What? And, and I opened up the back door, and they saw it, and they're like, "Oh, like, yeah. yeah, like I don't mess around. Like it's, it's a solid wall of everything." <laughs>
0: they open it up. There's 13 bungee cords holding one lamp in the middle of it. The <laughs> <room. laughs> they're just like, "This is
3: going to take forever for you to empty this and put it back in." I was like, "Yep." And I'm like, "All right, well." And they asked me a bunch more questions. I'm like, "Okay, go ahead and go." <laughs> And in the meantime, my cats are in the window going Rah! in their faces.
0: It's <laughs> open up. It's full of cats.
2: <laughs>
3: what about you? Yeah, but I, I have I have um, cool. my my nightmare moving stories um, involve my sister and I have the next half. To have <laughs> She's yeah. in the front.
4: Got a walker on a leash, you know.
1: I never even drove a box truck. I mean, I, I moved stuff uh, multiple trips in like my dad's van or my car. And then I got to a certain point where I was just like, you know what? This is bullshit. Um, Whatever it costs to have actual professional
0: movers, that's what we'll pay.
1: Yep.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, but that's more for the now. Yep. Okay. Well, I think it's a good time to uh, swap over then. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about moving now and uh, helping people move, and in some cases, just staying in the same spot for a while, and we'll be back in a little bit talking about moving. And not helping people.
3: That's my favorite.
0: I'm doing that right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the middle of the show. This week's Geek Life Radio Artist Song of the Week is H2 Awesome, and it's Uncle Owen. we got a little sample right now, but the full uh, track will be played at the end of the show, after the stinger. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to the second half. And now we're uh, talking about moving post-2000. And I think Josh brought this up at the end of it on hiring movers to get you out of your house versus doing it on your own now one of the benefits that i've discovered is that my my last moving experience was right around 99 2000 is getting a bunch of help friends to help you move and carrying boxes out of the moving truck into your house while your neighbors wave to you and say hello and then you realize you've been carrying boxes in that say things like sex toys nazi memorabilia which is why I don't let anybody help me move. <laughs> st- They're like, "Yeah, we saw that. We didn't, you know, didn't want to initially comment. We didn't think anybody would be that brazen about it if it was." Then they met you and they realized, "Wait, wait. Might.
1: that tracks?"
0: Aw, but um,
1: it's Mr. Nazi sex toys.
0: Zekeyle, <laughs> <laughs> so you That's hire me now? That a character. <laughs> 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 I saw that coming. Yeah, I should have. Uh, so, <laughs> mo- moving now. Now, I remember helping <laughs> Joel move. <laughs> Krupskrieg.
3: He, he wants to stuff a gerbils up your ass. Oh, God.
4: Here we go. God. You know.
1: I should know better by now. <laughs> Why don't I know better by now?
0: <laughs> so, Joel, I was going to say, I remember nope. helping you move in Rockford. Uh, out of that, when you hire the two guys in the truck yes, and those guys were putting off, bringing that TV into the house and the couch into the house until their time ran out. Cause that's how their, that's how their deal went. It was like, they'll help you move and help you carry stuff in until this time. And after that time, you got to bring everything else into the truck. So they were like waffling <laughs> on getting the TV and the couch into the house.
4: Well, that couch had was a, uh, had two recliners in it and a fold-out bed, so it was heavy as shit. Yeah. And then it was the old tube TV that we had from back in 99 when we bought it. That was a 60-inch TV that was not easy to move either. So I don't blame them, but yeah. At the same was- time, well, I didn't want to carry it. Two men in a truck is
1: the worst. Like, this is like an anti-commercial for those fuckers. Oh, jeez.
4: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't yeah. use them again.
1: We we used them and they broke a lot of shit, including some antiques
4: and my heart.
1: Your heart can be replaced.
4: <laughs> that hurricane lamp could not.
1: No, but uh yeah, we uh the very instant we could afford possibly to use uh professional movers, we were done with the whole like boxing shit up well we box stuff up ourselves but like the like actual moving of stuff ourselves i remember we used to have a big tube tv that we only got rid of recently that was built into a piece of furniture Uh, and my dad and i we we moved that down into a basement apartment and both of us nearly died that was the last time uh, I uh, moved myself.
4: I gotta say, even though I wasn't happy with that company, uh, and God help me if I have to move again, um, I do not want to have to do it anymore. I want to hire somebody to do it.
3: I refuse to, to not hire somebody. Like if I can't afford to hire somebody, I I, I don't move. Yep. Like I, it's it's put in as part of the moving expense. If you don't put it in there, I'm I'm not gonna do that to my friends. I'm not gonna. The, when I moved to Vegas, I hired people off of Craigslist for fifty dollars each just to empty out it. You know, that help me empty out the ten foot. But I'm I own too much stuff now to just to do something like that. So hire the professional them. Do-
4: I mean, I feel a little weird watching them walk by with all the stuff. Like I should be doing something, but at the same time, I'm like. No, I paid these people. Right. Let them break their backs. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm getting to be almost 50. I don't need to do that anymore. 50.
3: 50 years old. Yeah, it's a, it's a young man's game. I mean, it really is. Stairs
1: are a young man's game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember that one, one time I moved, I watched this guy, like, consistently just putting, like, 200-pound things on his back and just strapping them up and just taking off. I'm like, yep, yeah, you're going to regret that in about 20 years. But right now, you're feeling like, yep, I can do anything.
4: I mean, you know, it, having to pay somebody, it kind of sucks because it's like, you know, I could do this myself for free, but then you're like, no. no is it for it. free
1: though? Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't ever have that thought. I'm like, like, my, my thought is just, yep, this is money well spent.
4: Well, and it also feels like that, that the, the more moves I've had, the older I'm getting, the less inclined people are to want to help. Because they're getting older, too, and don't want to have to do that. Granted, you know, people like Mike show up and help. But, you know, there are a lot of situations like when I moved from Kansas City to Colorado, it was just Amy and I moving out of the house took us 12 hours. And like the last two hours of the move, one of my friends from work showed up and one of my friends from high school showed up. And they helped us move the last of it. But that was a 12 hour day of packing because we were packing a whole house into a truck and it was just two of us. And then that happened again when I moved from Colorado to, to back to Illinois. It was just two of us. And then two two friends showed up towards the end and helped. Otherwise, it was just two of us. And it was a lot less stuff at that point.
0: But I, I'm yeah. sorry, this throws back to the then, But I remember helping you move out of your apartment in Oak Park, Joel. And Riker. this is where you do it? <laughs> on your mattress down on the truck. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys. We had a bunch of you that came out and helped for that
4: one. We had a lot. That was the last time I had a lot of people help, and I remember helping you move out of uh, the
0: the Lake Street apartment. It was was it three floors up or two? Yeah, three floors up and no elevator. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't even like down. three steps because, like, the first floor was technically the first landing, so it was like three and a half. So Jesus. that was that was a hell of a.
4: And all the moving was done. There was wasn't an inside stairwell. We had to go on the outside down
0: all the all the wooden the, creaky uh, steps. Yeah,
4: with no like there's railings around the side, but if you back up too far, you're going over the railing.
0: Because mm-hmm. all the railings and, were just
4: lower than hip height. It was yeah. That was that was terrifying. Although <laughs> walking into your house, it was like. Where is everything? It's not all packed. <laughs> it wasn't a lot packed for that move.
0: No, that was that that was that was a terrible <laughs> move. And I won't lie. There's uh, somewhere in this basement. I know for a fact. There's at least two boxes that have not been opened that have just been sitting there. And one of the things that I have discovered over the years of being in a, I've been in this place for twenty years now. Holy crap! Hmm. Um you you move in you don't you get get this stuff in the basement this stuff there this stuff there, and then eventually you you kind of forget about things mm-hmm. and then you're like why the hell do we have five colanders well we had this colander and that was packed up and this got put away and suddenly you know you're you're like we have two we have two chicken roasters now we had one in a box in the basement. Now, I would just, of course, we also have, we had talked a little bit about this, I think, a couple shows ago, The Purge is happening also. This assumes you're capable of that. Now, before we throw
1: to Patrick, because I know he's got more fun moving stories. Yeah. I mean, my last move, and I've got a lot more shit now, we had two complete moving trucks. Now, the second one wasn't completely full, but it was a crew of, I want to say, four definitely Eastern European guys. Like, I'm not going to say I'm good enough at accents to understand if they were, like, Russian or Polish or Czech, hmm. but they definitely, most of them didn't speak English, and, like, it didn't matter what it was, the 500 pound TV, like, two of them just picked it up yep, yep, down the stairs <laughs> that were, like, built in the 1920s, so they Super steep dr- directly into the truck, and this was a place that we moved into with two men in a truck during the middle of a polar vor- vortex. Oh, geez! Oh, yeah, we had to move into that place. We didn't know where we were going when we lost the Fletcher house, we had to be out by January 6th. We found our apartment on New Year's Eve and signed the lease on New Year's Day. Wow, we got into that place, and it was a historic. Both snow and cold storm. And two men in a truck broke all our shit. And we were just like, okay, we're gonna find like the best rated to get us out to Hoffman Estates because we don't want to lose any more stuff. And these guys, two trucks, it was not cheap, but they got everything in, not a single thing was damaged, and it was fast. Yeah, this next move, which I'll get to near the end of this segment, uh, yeah, it's going to be at least two trucks. Wow,
0: and that's then one amazing! Well, one truck's just going to be books <laughs> and games, probably. Yeah, yeah,
4: I mean, it's amazing sometimes seeing some of these movers that are experienced and have been doing it for a long time because they get one of those like those strappy things, like mm-hmm. the really they and they. I saw a guy get our washer and dryer from uh, into the basement like put the little strappy thing put it on his back and carried it down by himself i'm like what the hell
1: and you guys may do the purge thing i still have copy protection from pc
0: games i bought in
1: 1992
0: you have the the little wheel and you have to line up the words
1: i'm sure i at least have the wheel from uh one of the gold box games like the uh, pool of Radiance.
0: yeah now that oh. those strappy things, so you're talking about the ones that you put over your shoulder, mm-hmm. kind of wears a harness, yeah. So I, a couple years ago, somebody ha- asked me to help move a piano. <laughs> Fuck that noise! Oh my god, it, it was first off, nobody, you know, okay, cool, move a piano, I'll help you move it. Do you, you, know, well, I don't have a car that has a tow. Like, what do you mean you don't have a car that has a tow? We, are you gonna rent a truck? I'm like, well, no, I have a trailer. Okay, you got a trailer, but you don't have a tow. You don't have a tow hook up on your car. So I wound up having to borrow my dad's van, get the trailer... They put the piano flat on its back on the trailer, which is not a good idea for a piano. But at the same time, having it upright and driving through the streets of Illinois is not a great idea either. Then we get to this guy's house, which is at the top of a gravel driveway that's probably got a 30-degree incline. Get the trailer up there. Back it up. He does not have a porch or his, like his stairs are four cement stairs going up from about foot to waist high. Like Get in there. Okay, well, which room do you want it in? Okay well we wanted it in this room was like, okay, Which was a 90 degree turn In Oof. a hallway I'm like why aren't we bringing this in the front door Oh well the front door doesn't have a porch So it was just like a door and like a piece of wood Which would have broken but whatever So we wound up having to put the piano on its end And slide it in and then tip it on its back on its side On the upright to bring it in It was just like never again You know clarify this stuff I mean he, he bought me gas He bought me a tank full of gas to do it But at the same time it was just like The next morning wearing that straps and carrying a piano together. Oh, felt two inches shorter.
1: (laughs) All right, Pat. You said you had some pretty bad move stories. I want to hear some uh, nightmare move stories from the now.
3: Well, um, my own personal, you know, moves are obviously handled much differently than moves with my sister. (laughs) Um, As, as anal and prepared and ready for moves and scientifically methodical as I have gotten with my moves, my sister is polar opposite. Uh, The last three moves that she has had, um, I have paid for and been responsible for and coordinated and everything all myself. And they have nightmares because she does no operation at all. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like showing up to the house with movers and seeing that things are just literally just laying around, not even packed up and like the kitchen is just like looks like something has just like every every like every cabinet has been emptied but not packed up you know so there's just dishes everywhere and and you know glasses everywhere and I'm like you understand this is moving day right so yeah that happened three different times with her it's not like, you know, any, you know, and, and every single one of them, the last one when we had, when we moved out of the family house was the biggest nightmare move of all time. Um, She had a, a deadline for when she could move out of her house, when well, she had to move out of her house. That deadline came we had I had movers all set to c- show up. I had people set, set to show up and help. I had everything all set up. We had rented a 30-foot truck. Um, filled it up, had to go rent another 30 foot truck.
2: Jeez.
3: Yeah. And, uh, and then come to find out she had, uh, she had nowhere to go. She had no address, no nothing. So we had to literally take her and her kids and her pets and everything to a hotel her two thirty-foot trucks for, for worth of shit. I had to go buy locks for and lock them up, and they just sat in the parking lot. And they sat in there in, in, a, in a hotel room for a week while she went around and, find, and looking for a house to rent. And finally found one, and then a week later they moved into that house. And I had to hire movers again to unload everything. So yeah, that was probably the worst move ever.
4: Uh, I say yeah, you you uh, got anything beat?
0: I'd have.
3: I mean, trying to move a, a hoarder cat lady who doesn't do anything Prepare for them is, is yeah that's a recipe for disaster
0: we're all loaded up where are we going I don't know yep do that was kind of what happened
3: that was kind of what happened I'm like alright what's the address <laughs> well I don't have one right now excuse me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure you understand how this works <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... the whole and not... I, and oh, I'm, just like,
3: I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm your brother I should have known this before we even I'm not like the guy running this for you I'm your brother <laughs> yeah
1: well that's a pretty good segue with not being prepared into the next question question which is like as an adult once you're done with the move what do you do do you like very quickly get through all the boxes or do you just like let them set i, I think mike has already sort of spoiled us on his answer but yeah, <laughs> elaborate <laughs> i guess
3: he'll let them set for 20 years <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's some of them some of you i mean there's it's just one of those things like that's kind of like why we're purging now because it uh, last year we had the issue with it with the um The clothes washer where it overflowed and then the water ran from the laundry room into the vent and the vent goes everywhere before it goes to the heater, which I'm kind of grateful for because the water didn't get into the heater, but it was raining in my basement. And it, then there was a lot of grabbing stuff and just throwing it to the other side of the room and that po- that sort of thing. And at that point, it was like, we're, we're saving this box from getting water soaked. We don't know what's in it. And it's like boxes from Caribou Coffee. Wow. Yeah, that goes back a hot minute. I worked in uh, Caribou Coffee in 1998. Yeah. So why are we – that's when the – now upstairs, we have the Goodwill box. You know, we, we put stuff in the Goodwill box and we go once – every maybe once or twice every few weeks and we just dump off stuff and if it's in the box and you hit and that's why we kind of leave it for a week so if it's like you think you don't want it you toss it in the goodwill box and then you could be like oh well you know crap i i kind of need it and you take it out before it goes there but that's we're trying to get rid of some of this stuff now the other catch is is that we moved into this house with my grandmother who lived in her apartment in chicago for 50 years a good third of the stuff in my basement, maybe half, is my grandma's stuff. And going through it, I found some crazy, I mean, like, I found the deeds to all the family plots for the graveyards in one of the boxes. I'm like, oh, that's important. I should probably give that to somebody who's more responsible than me to handle this stuff. <laughs> you know, and then I'm also finding all the cool I stuff. I own
3: all my ancestors.
0: Yeah, I have, I have the power. Um, <laughs> you know, then there's some stuff that I found, like uh, World War II ra- uh, ration books. You know, that had the ration stamps for a can of coffee or some gasoline and that sort of thing where they would have to tear it off and go to the ration place during World War II and get, you know, get their supplies and stuff. But, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of cool stuff in here, but I don't, it's that kind of weird, I want to get rid of it, but I don't want to touch it because God forbid I get rid of the Mm -hmm. wrong thing you know, how that works. And I try to get my mom over here to do it because I'm like, you need to look at this stuff. And then she starts getting emotional about it and that sort of thing because we're going through clothes or or whatever. But it's happening in very little chunks. But it's happening at least. Yeah, a little, you know. yeah, it's progress.
4: It is. Well, I mean, it got to the point where I was moving so much that I would just kind of pack the boxes based on, okay, this box is stuff I don't need until I'm in a permanent residence. This is stuff I need right away. And once I moved into this house, which I've been here almost a decade now, Um, you know, I I left the boxes in the basement and now the basement looks like a fucking war zone because, you know, it's like, okay, I'm looking for this thing. So I have to go through the boxes, find whatever it is, pull it out. And then you've got an open box that's got stuff in it that I don't need right now and stuff that I do. And I desperately need to go through that basement and do a massive purge because there's a lot of stuff down there that just isn't relevant anymore, isn't needed. Mm -hmm. And it's mixed in with stuff that is things I want to save, like, you know, photo albums and things that didn't all get put into a box full of photos. So it's like it's just kind of something that happens when you move a lot. You eventually kind of start living out of boxes and you accumulate more stuff. But yet there's still all the boxes down in the basement that need to be sorted. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp you are. I'm sure there's some down there that are decades old that have no
0: purpose anymore. Well, Patrick has commented everything exists in my basement. It's like um, Schrodinger's basements. Everything exists and nothing exists down here at the same time.
3: it's a magical basement. You're like, I need such and such. Let me go down and see if I have it. <laughs> it's
1: wild. Cause I'm sort of like the anti Joel in this regard. I'm not going to say that there are no boxes that are maybe in the garage somewhere that maybe have only been opened once since we moved here. But like I've done the living with walls of boxes in various rooms. I, I did that once and I hated it so much that I was like, you know what? The best strategy is just to like blitzkrieg all the boxes and make one week of hell and everything. Everything, whether I need it or not, has a place, and I don't have to think about it. But I never purge, so I've got cords for things that haven't existed for
0: 25 years. That is my—maybe one of the things that I have stupidly kept a hold of for a long time is cables.
3: Yeah, I got—everybody's got a a, a damn box or a bin full of cables that we need to all go through. I do. Yeah. Yep
0: yeah so
1: yeah I, and i know that there's stuff that i'm never going to use but my whole reason why i don't purge stuff
4: is because
1: if i was the purging sort of person i would have purged my magic cards and i eventually went back and used them
4: yeah but what's the resale value on old cords
1: not
0: as much as my magic cards <laughs> <laughs> see and that's what one of the things i've been doing for like getting rid of the cords is i've i've got like that um you know the plastic drawer bin you know for like the kids rooms they're in like all the primary colors i've got a I've got one of those any and all chords that I find, I've been taking them and throwing them in there. And then as I can, I go in there and I pull a cord out and I say, Do I know what this is for? No. Goes in the bin. So it's like cause back, you know, like uh late nineties, like all the cell phones, everybody had a friggin' proprietary cord for charging, you know, before everybody went to US, <clears throat> you know, mic, mini USB, micro USB or USB C or whatever. I remember going to the store and trying to figure out which charge cable you needed for your car charger and having to they had them with the little thing hung off there so you can actually plug it into the phone to make sure it fit. So I have some of these. I ha- I think I may have the car charger for my first cell phone. I may still have my first cell phone. I don't even know. Well, if it's an Okea, it, it, it still works. No, it was, uh, It's probably so. still charged. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> but no, and then, uh, then the second question is, do I have more than one of these? So like US, old, oh, you know, micro USB that I use for charging my PlayStation 3 controllers. Yeah, I have two of them plugged in right now. Will I need it for anything else? I probably need at least one. So all the other ones go in the box. It takes some get rid of, getting rid of crap, takes some mental, uh,
3: especially labor. if it's not something that you're used to doing,
0: right? Yeah, I've no I
1: mean,
3: interest I- in making that effort ever. Yeah, see, I mean, my to, my, to my sister's credit, she has, <clears throat> she has learned to do that. She's been doing that in this house for a while, like getting rid of stuff, which is hard for her. I give her credit for that, but That's I wish she'd have done it before it cost me, you know, thousands of dollars to move it all. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, but whatever.
1: So what about uh, kids and or pets? Because this is something I'm interested in because uh, this is something I'm going to face soon, which will transfer us into our last bullet point. But I want to hear from everybody else uh, who has kids. Or who maybe had pets during a move because that's something I've never done. Um, we got our dogs after moving into this house, and we are uh, going to move into the next house.
4: Hmm. Uh, I mean, as far as like pets go, uh, you know, I've had dogs, well, as an adult, I've had dogs since 1999, and then rabbits, and now fish. And, um, you know, the the dogs are fine with it. I mean, they, I think they kind of enjoy it initially because it's like, oh, it's new smells, you know, new stuff to, to mark and whatever. Uh, but like I remember when we moved from Colorado to Illinois and we had two rabbits that we had gotten within a year or so before we moved. Not well, maybe not that long, six months and had to get, you know, traveling kennels for them. And those sat on the floor of the moving truck. Because there was one person driving the moving truck and then the other person was in the car. And uh, so, you know, the two rabbits were on the floor and I don't think they knew any de- any better one way or the other other than that they were in a kind of a confined space for a long period of time. Um, and then the dog rode with us. I think that the the, the people it's hardest on, at least as, an, as a parent, is the kids because... You know, my kids never had like a school they were at for more than a year, um, and you know, couldn't make really long lasting friends because it was you know kind of hard to keep in track, keep in touch if you're in like second grade and you don't really have email or anything yet to kind of stay in touch. So making long lasting friends like my is kind of difficult. <laughs> exactly. Um. So that's kind of one of the reasons because I considered moving out of this house. Um. Shortly after I separated. And didn't because my kids had made a comment at one point about, you know, having a place to call their own that they could, you know, say this is home. And that's kind of well, why you I've
3: stayed tell You to start paying some of this mortgage if you want to call it your own. Right. You know, uh, reloading bastards.
4: <laughs> but it's it's hard. It can be hard on kids to, to do a lot of moving. Uh I mean it's it's fun in a way because you know hey, you get a new room and whatever but uh, yeah I, I think that's that's kind of who it's hardest on because as an adult you, you kind of get used to it as you get older you know because you move around a lot if you're going to you college got, and whatever you
3: got outdoor cats it's hard on them too but... <laughs> And, and
4: you, you've had both Joel what I'm curious of because
1: this is one thing that we're about to face is like when it comes to stuff like there's a closing and like you've already moved out of your one place and you're not in your next place yet like what the hell do you do with pets while Mm. you're in between and you're signing on the second
3: lease keep them with family usually yeah Uh, yeah
1: now now we're back to like my my family being not great
3: (laughs) (laughs) i
4: I guess i never really ran into that problem because i never moved from one place to the other without having somewhere to go uh,
3: there was there was like a, a three month period when I uh, before I moved to Vegas when I moved back down here to Houston just to stay with you know the family for a little while when I first left Chicago and during that point you know my mom kept both my cats for me in her apartment so yeah I I whenever I have a problem with it you know it's always family that steps in
4: I mean I lived with my folks for about six months when I moved back to Kansas City while I was finishing up the house we were moving into and uh you know the the Buster and Chloe just stayed with us there. And they were cool with it, as long as they kind of relegated them to the basement most of the time. Uh, it it worked out, but yeah, see, I was there, too. So
1: It's wild. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm thinking about the next closing. And for us, it's going to be like one of those fucking logic puzzles, because we have two cars, but the dogs and the birds can't be in the same car. Oh. So, you know, it's one of those where you got to like put a dog on the other side of the river and then drive back and get a bird. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going to work.
0: Yeah, I've never, you, I've never had a pet. I mean, outside of like moving from the two one house in Bolingbrook to the next house in Bolingbrook, uh, I've never really had a had to move pets because we. Oh, and I take that back. The I did have a pet that I had to move, and was that, that stupid, Matthew? No, not my brother. Oh. It was uh that it was um Mishra. My my beta fish. Yeah, I was going to say the beta, yeah. Yeah, and I have to move that. I had that in the dorm room, and then I'm like, well, oh, crap, I got to get home. So I drove from Oak Park back to Brook in a car holding... When I could, having to keep the poor thing from from uh, flipping out because I had no place to put it because there was so much stuff in the car. So I was actually kind of like putting it down at the stoplight so that my arm didn't get tired. But like when I got on the tollway, I was driving with the Beta in my hand while going down, going down, getting back down to Bolingbroke. Was in that? a tank, right? In a bowl. Okay. It was like, yeah. a, like a little bit yeah. <laughs>
3: no, just... wish He was in his car, Josh.
0: Yeah, I had a puddle of water in my hand. He was fine. Yeah, it
3: was yeah no, I was, was going
1: to say, that's the way it sounded, like you had your fish and a little bit of water in the Pull me your hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, my hand betas was... are
4: tough motherfuckers, but Jesus.
0: Yeah, no, it was in his little bowl. So then you know, the whole time I'm trying to keep like making a left hand turn. Don't flip Misha across the car, you know, that sort of thing. Poor Misha. Poor Urza. At least yeah, Misha he... died again. Urza turned into moosh. Yeah. Dead fish. <laughs>
1: So uh, I'm going to give Patrick or Joel or anyone else an opportunity before we get into uh, part of the reason behind our timing on this show.
3: Well, I was going to talk about, I mean, I have had a plethora of pets over the course of my life, and I've had to move with several of them up to and including iguanas and snakes. Oh, my. Um, yeah. I don't remember how many or if any of you uh, helped me move into the Rogers Park apartment. I helped uh, you move
0: out because I remember carrying the... Uh... Jagermeister machine out. Yep, yeah, I was move
3: um, out, but not in. I
0: yeah, was not okay. around at that point. Yeah, well, that's
3: so. right. Everybody, because I had to move out in such a such a hurry, because that was where I got mm-hmm. carjacked, and everybody came and helped. Yeah, that's right. Because I was out of that. I went from getting carjacked to out of that apartment in six days. <laughs> Whew.
4: Yeah, talk about turnaround, man. Jesus.
3: Right, um, but. Yeah, the move in was kind of fun because we, we 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 like hacked the move in because I had a a giant uh, fifteen foot truck that was like lifted and everything, and it just so happened that it lined up perfectly with one of the big bay windows in the back room where we used to play poker. And so instead of having to walk all the way around up the stairs, and it was just like st- Dennis just stood there on the uh, on the elevated gate and, and handed things through the window to me, and I just handed them to people. We just nobody had to climb anything. We just some people were. We're inside some people were in the truck we just handed them to dennis dennis handed right to me and we put it in the house it worked out pretty well that's nice we even got the 200 gallon aquarium through the window that way oh geez yeah <laughs> that was that was the aquarium that had the anaconda in it so yeah i moved an anaconda before i've moved, I've moved all kinds of pets i lost a piranha in a move he died I've moved anacondas, cats. Now, when you like say I, you
1: lost him, I mean, no, he
3: like by the time I got to the to the house and and, and opened up the, the container, I had put him in to move him. He was floating.
1: Okay, I, so you're not just assuming he died because you actually lost him. Got it.
3: Right, right, yeah. He he was dead, dead. So, fair enough. But yeah, I moved a ton of pets.
1: Well, I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this is because uh, if you guys have not read the news, or maybe you're not from the US, uh, the real estate market is absurd. I did not plan to move this year. Uh, It was so not a plan that I bought a brand new smoker like a week before we listed the house. It's still in its crate, but uh, in the United States right now, the uh, real estate market is absurd. Uh, we, When we listed this house that we thought we'd be in for another three or four years, it sold in three days. Um, we had 40 showings scheduled before we called for no more bids and seven after, uh, nine offers. So we're getting ready to move, and it's been insane trying to find a new place uh because the uh,
3: same thing that happened to your house is happening to every house.
1: Yes. And it's getting to the point where uh movers, rentals, storage units, they're all filling up. It's this perfect storm of a year's worth of uh demand pent up from COVID, um poor uh planning all the way back to the 90s in terms of new construction. Uh, A lot of people having a little extra money from stimulus checks, maybe, and people locked in the same four walls for a year. Like, you have a supply and demand basic problem going on right now. And uh, I'm happy to say that uh, for today, while we're recording this, at least, uh, we've had an offer accepted, so we plan on moving. Now, things are going so crazy. We've already had one of our buyers literally fuck off to Mexico. No, uh, to Hawaii, uh, canceling their uh, bid. And we have bid on our 10th one stuck. And it's possible by the time this show goes live that we will not actually be moving. Things are still so crazy. So, yeah, we've got the whole house uh, plus a garage and woodshed to pack up in six weeks to move closer to Joel. It's exciting, but, uh, I've got all these questions because for the first time I've got pets and stuff and we have to be worried about, yeah, we're, we're kind of upgrading. So is our loan going to hold? Um, it, it's exciting and terrifying at the same time. I, it's funny, like the last few weeks I've gotten to the point where I'm sick of thinking about houses. I'm think sick of talking about houses. So this is a perfect topic for me. Really.
3: <laughs> Let's play Monopoly. Um, And,
1: uh, yeah, this move, though, I mean, it's a good time for me because this, uh, barring any tragedy, this next move is going to be our last one. The uh, house that we had an order uh, and offer accepted on about a few, what, five hours ago now, six hours ago now, uh, is going to be the last one for us.
0: Next week will be the tragedy show. (laughs) Yes. Oh, God, no, 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 no. (laughs)
1: So, yeah, that's uh that's where we're at, and hopefully we will be further west and further north in six weeks, probably four weeks from the time you guys hear the show.
0: Yeah, well, I hope, I hope it all comes out for you, man, because it's been a roller coaster for it, you.
1: It's been literally just a fucking waking nightmare for, like, four weeks. Like, every day, like four days a week, we're looking at three to five houses. The rest of the time is waiting to hear on bids. Uh, even like the sale only took three days, but uh, we had to be out of it for most of that with two dogs in the car. Couldn't do anything with the birds. They were in the house. Uh, I had two separate coworkers. Uh, one visited my house on an open house and the other one said his wife had seen my house online and they'd considered it.
0: Now, how weird was it when you guys were hiding in your car down the block, watching people going in and out of your house?
1: That was weird. It was also weird when we decided to check on uh, how the open house was doing. And uh, when I drove by, one of my co-workers was
0: about to go in. Oh, geez.
1: Yeah, it was just weirdest possible perfect timing.
0: Now, is that I wonder if that was I'm looking for a house or I just want to see what Josh's house looks like.
1: (laughs) I knew that uh, they were looking for a house and I could have told them if I'd known that they had specific needs that this place didn't meet, that they were wasting their time. But uh, it's definitely strange seeing uh, the groups of people show up. And just today, uh, about an hour before the show, uh, my wife Sarah was talking to a uh, uh, neighbor across the street. And apparently the entire open house, it was crazy. Like they were watching across the street how many people were heading in and out of here. And they were just like, how quickly did it sell? She's like, yeah, two and a half days.
4: Wow. Which is just insane, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there's a reason why we're doing this. The market is so insane that uh, I'm not trying to flex or anything. It's just, it's it's a lot of money. It's the kind of money that you wipe out all your debts and upgrade your house and still have some cash left over. But, yeah, you yeah. know, fucking nightmare to get there.
4: Well, there's two houses in this neighborhood that went up for sale um i mean i saw the people move out of the one that's just like i mean i can see it from my front door and then there was another one up the block because we you know we walk around the block at night uh for exercise and there was another house that went up for sale and probably in about the same amount of time you're looking at josh they were there was a sale pending on both of them and then one's already got people that moved into it and the other one uh they haven't had anybody move in yet, but it's sold. They were both sold in just a couple of days. It's insane. So it's it's everywhere. But yeah, finding a new house, like if you go online and look at houses, places where there used to be 20 or 30 listings, there's now like five or less. Just- uh, when
1: we listed, we were literally the only house in our range, in our area. Like the, the next closest was, I want to say the next closest that wasn't like a townhome or like a one bathroom thing was like $40,000 more expensive.
0: So that helped. I like when they have the open houses. Then I can go for a walk and get cookies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't leave out cookies. But uh, that, I, I wonder how many people we got through for the open house. Because when we came back, there was a stack of business cards that looked like the uh, Monopoly chance
0: deck. Oh. You know, if you donate blood, you can get cookies too, Mike. Yeah, but then you you don't enjoy them as much. No, yeah.
3: This house, this house too small. I've I changed my mind. Oh yeah, plus it smells like farts. <laughs>
4: uh, well, it, you know, now is the time if uh, if you own a house and you have a place guaranteed that you can move into, you could flip your house pretty quick. And like Josh said, you know, come out with a a decent turnaround on it.
1: Even if it smells like farts, take it from me. <laughs> now here's oh, that's here's... from a movie. <clears throat> That's, I, also, I thought you
2: were
3: really just talking about my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's from uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Or no, I'm sorry. It's from uh, I love you, man. I love you, man. Uh, slap he, in the base he first, when he first meets Jason Siegel, at the, and the one guy you know walks around. He, look, he just dropped a fart. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking out. He's like, oh no, his house to fall. Yeah, plus it smells like farts.
0: <laughs> now, if Money No Object, time and mm-hmm. whatever, you can move from one place to another. Where would you move to? Like just yeah, anywhere? wherever. Yeah. I, I would mean, like to have
3: a penthouse apartment in a in a tall condominium in Vegas. That'd be one of my houses.
4: I, I think that's my biggest problem is now I, I don't want to move too far from all you guys, like the people that I family yeah. and whatnot around here. I got but bad I,
0: news for you about Pat.
4: <laughs> yeah well he's the one i don't
1: care about uh oh. he's gonna end up in my basement come on <laughs> um
4: dead or alive that's where i'm
3: ending up <laughs> i i always would
4: would have liked to uh live you know somewhere in back near the mountains because that uh, living in colorado i, I love living close to the mountains but having a spot that is either at the foot of or slightly up the mountain Somewhere like a nice, uh, nice house that's kind of away from things. But uh, I'd have to be independently wealthy and, uh, you know, have an easy way to get to and from the people that I want to spend time with. But Hmm. at this point, you know, if, if I wasn't living here, I'd want to live somewhere similar, but, you know, kind of out off the beaten path a little bit, but still close to a city. Uh, you know, with, with minimal neighbors.
1: and You know, it's crazy for me. Like, I'm not particularly picky or like I don't have these huge dreams of like an amazing <clears throat> mansion or whatever. Like, we, we've we definitely seen a couple places in the area. Like, if I could have a nice two-story or a split level uh, that's in an area near family and friends, that is nice. Probably, it wouldn't take much. Like, probably only another 50, 70 over <clears throat> our current budget where I could just, slap down cash and say, I, I want this. Uh, you don't have to consider any other offers. I'd be happy because I mean, it's only the two of us and our pets. We don't have kids. We don't plan on having kids. So I, I don't need much bigger than a three or four bedroom. Okay. What am I going to do with extra? It's just more to clean.
0: Yep. Agreed. Mm. I think I have one of two equally, I don't say opposite places, either find myself cabin right off of one of the Great Lakes type of thing or like i've told i've mentioned before is that i want to go to florida gulf coast there's a couple of towns down there that i know they have absolutely nothing even resembling a decent tiki bar in fact one of the towns they said they only the only thing tiki in this town is the moai head at the miniature golf course uh just open a bar out on the on the beach you know and then i'd have bring pat down to be either the head bartender or the crazy guy at the end of the bar telling stories or both Yeah, but yeah, why true. not
3: both yeah
0: this guy telling me all these stories. Where's the manager? I want to get rid of this guy. He is the manager. <laughs> but then you'd be in Florida. I thought we covered this. You know, I don't mind it. <clears throat> As some, Occasionally the ocean tries to kill you, but i really kind of dig the ocean i kind of like you know i want to you know my family in boats so you know just have something like that to take out go sailing for a little while
3: and my kind of crazy might just fit right in in florida i mean if i I had my way in the king of florida you never know
4: you might already be you might want to check your lineage uh i mean if i had my way i would i would build a house from scratch you know design it to be exactly what i wanted but uh yeah you know but wood's so fucking expensive right now Uh, secret
3: passages Exactly. Yeah, oh, my I want... God, yes, if I built my house. H.H. Holmes.
0: <laughs> H.H. Holmes. That's what I want.
3: I, w- no. I, would, I would love to have a house like Teller's House. Oh.
0: Yeah. Like One of the bank? girls asked if we could, if we, he's like, if, can we put a secret door in the house somewhere? I'm like, yeah, but any secret door that we put in is just going to go outside. It's like we don't have enough room for a secret door. It's, only, it's, it's not going to be a secret door. It's going to be a doorway.
3: It's going to be a hatch. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what about you, Pat?
3: I already talked about my yeah, condom in Vegas. In Vegas. Well, he oh, wasn't yeah.
0: listening, Pat, because you're the least important to him. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. You Rude. Know Just
3: check
1: my hurtful. basement.
0: <laughs> Nowhere to find him. Pat's in the basement. No, he's not. Did you look in the freezer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like my Patrick, I like my coffee. Yep
0: ground Black.
3: ground up and in the freezer. All right,
0: I think we're... we're, we're yeah, done. we're done. So yeah, we're... if uh, you
1: have your own moving stories or maybe you're trying to buy or sell a house in this crazy market, let us know about it. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727.
0: Yep. And uh, again, find some of our older stuff. We're on Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Blueberry, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts. We are all over the place. And I also wanted to ask, on the bottom of each of our show notes, we have, uh, along with uh, joining our Discord, we also have the uh, coffee donation, coffee, I would say it wrong, coffee donations. Uh, if you want to help keep the show running, you just click that link down there to be able to donate to the show. Uh, also, Joel, what do we got coming up in the next few weeks? Uh, well, we're going to be uh, hopping aboard the poop deck to talk about some
4: pirates. And uh, we're going to uh, join Simon Belmont at Castlevania for some bats and heart-shaped cookies. Bell-shaped cookies? I forget the joke. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Castlevania.
0: Yes. Uh, also, just tossing this out here: if you want really good moving boxes, if you're moving yourself. Head to the grocery store. Get egg boxes. Those egg, are
3: the, egg, or banana boxes are good too. Banana boxes, egg. yeah, egg. Banana boxes have a wax coating, but they're very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Egg and um, um, uh, beer bottle box a bar. Those are awesome for books.
4: I like to use coffins.
0: Good night, folks. Thanks for listening.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll end on that note,
0: I guess. And we'll and on Psycho Elmo. Egg. So, yeah, I mean, you were deep in it. All right. Yeah. Before we get to the now, though. uh, Bueller? Bueller?
1: Were we not expecting follow-up
0: questions? No. I thought not The next
3: question is the 24-hour flea market, and that's Mike's thing.
0: Yes, 24-hour flea market. Where is Mike? So, uh, what do you mean, where is Mike? I'm right here. I'm right here. Mike. Don't do this to me. Did we lose Mike? I swear to God, I will kick you both in. Oh, mind. shit.
1: So hard. We may or may not be recording. He's not even in. <clears throat> what? What? Oh, Look at Zencaster. There's only three of us.
3: What the fuck? Where did he go? Is his anybody cur- in Discord? The, cur- the cursor just moved in the show notes to his name. Or maybe... Oh, shit. No, that's my cursor moving over him. Shows his name. Okay.
4: Is is anybody in Discord right now?
1: Uh,
3: well, I I am, and he is. uh, I I can hear a hundred. Does he know he's not in? He has to by now. He's typing right now, something to our show prep. So I can hear all of you. I'm. Ah.
0: And this is from a scene from
4: Lentil, and now we're going to act out a scene. Okay, here we go, ready? Look, where do you
2: going to get those and get there
3: and clean up those power converters?
2: <laughs> but Uncle Owen, I was shut going to Tachi Station to pick up some power converters. Oh, shut up, you little <laughs> prick. I'll hit you so hard you'll go to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, ouch.
3: Give me some blue milk.
2: Uncle Owen, you're not my dad. Moisture farming is driving me mad. I wanna go where the planets are green, far away. Always get me out of here.